Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good morning, good day, Hornets fans. I'm Doug Branson. This is the Hive O'Clock Alarm on Hive Talk Live. Uh, Joining me as he manages to do every morning, David Walker. David, are you still awake? I'm up, baby. It's it's Friday, Doug. It's, It's a great day. It's a celebration. I mean, I love the end of the week. <laughs> Celebration. We made it. We we made it through our hour. We this did was, it. This was our first full week we of, of Hive O'Clock Alarm, first, I believe. First full week, and now we just have to do it every other week. So <laughs> I think we're in good shape. I think people are enjoying it, though. I hope they are. I hope, uh, you know, a little bit I of Hornets so. talk uh, in the morning is, is something that, that people are getting a kick out of. Uh, well, let's talk about this Pacers game coming up tonight. Tips off at Time Warner Cable Arena, 7 o'clock p.m. It will be the start of a seven-game homestand for the Hornets. We did a full preview on last night's show on High Talk Live, brought to you by ESPN 730 with Justin Thomas. So go check that out when you get a chance. But I want to get your thoughts, David, on this rematch rematch with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, Doug, I think this is going to be a battle. Um Coach Clipper mentioned how difficult it is, or you know how difficult it is just to beat a team three times in a row. And and he specifically called out how well the Hornets have played uh, in the two wins against Indiana this year. And these two teams are separated by what a half game in the standings. Uh, everything's getting tight right now, and I think they're coming off a big win. Was that Oklahoma City win their their last game? Or am I misremembering that? No, Milwaukee. They built. They beat the Milwaukee. Bucks. Yeah, for their last victory. Right. Okay. So um, but they are coming off a win. You know, yeah. Yes, they are coming off a win. So I, I think it's going to be a battle in the hive tonight. How do you see this thing playing out? No, I agree. It is very difficult to beat a team three times in a row. But I say, if the Hornets manage to do it, I think it it makes their prospects of winning in the playoffs that much higher because you're talking about mm, yeah. beating a good team multiple times, even though that team is obviously attempting to adjust to what allowed you to beat them those previous two times and all of mm-hmm. these all of these games coming in such close proximity. But what it would also impress me, or how it would impress me if the Hornets were able to get this victory, is that you come off these two victories against... Uh, teams with obviously less talent in Phoenix and the 76ers. And so, you know, you want to play your best ball against any team, but I think naturally, I just think it's natural to play down to the competition a little bit, and you have to gear up for a game like this against Indiana at home. It would be a good start to the homestand for the Hornets if they were able to pull this one out. And I think, uh, as as I said on Thursday, David, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, you know, the Hornets have been successful with Indiana by pulling out their bigs with uh, the shooting bigs that we have in Frank Kaminsky and uh, Hawes before the injury. And I think that Vogel will try to adjust to that somewhat. Uh, 
with with the personnel that he has, and and it's going to be up to the Hornets to find a way to counterpunch that. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I think the other thing I was just thinking about is you know you mentioned playing down to the competition, and I don't think the Pacers were overlooking the Hornets at all. But you heard that Paul George quote pregame, um, and if I'm misquoting him or if he didn't actually say this, let me know. <laughs> but there was something floating around that he didn't think the Hornets were a playoff team right before that last game in Indiana. So I, if they didn't have his attention and the attention of this team before that game, they certainly have it now. And I didn't mean to indicate that you know this would not be a game the Hornets could win. They, they certainly obviously can. I, I just think both teams are going to be so locked in. And it is interesting you point out it's kind of like a little, little delayed mini mini playoff series or, or series, you know, because they're playing these games so close together, and it does allow for adjustments. And Vogel is such a good coach that uh, it's interesting to see if you can get a little a little chess match going in these games. So I think we're in for a treat. You speak of Paul George, and he obviously missed the elbow jumper that allowed the Hornets to come out of. Uh, Indiana with the last victory and I think he regrets somewhat not being more aggressive on that play and Vogel said after the game that he wished that Paul George had taken that ball to the basket and I think those kind of things stay on the memories of players and so I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George attacks the rim Mm. relentlessly and the Hornets are going to have to try to find some way to stop that attack so we'll we'll, we'll see 7 o'clock p.m. tonight and uh, by the way, go and download the Utalk app on iOS and Android. You can do that by going to U, the letter U, talk.io, and you can download the app. It's, it's a cool app. It's a new app, and we're on it. We have a channel on it, and basically it allows, it's kind of like Twitter with audio. And so uh, we're going to do some stuff pregame and postgame for the show and uh, post that on Utalk. So go download that app, and we'll also post those on Twitter as well, so uh, be looking for that. All right, uh, I have one other topic I want to pick your brain about because I, I just thought about it as I woke up. I'm like, you know, we haven't checked in on uh, a classic debate that happened around draft time, and, and that was uh, Frank Kaminsky versus Justice uh, Winslow. Uh, okay, let's do it. Friday morning. <laughs> Listen, put the scuba gear on because we're about to do a little <laughs> bit of a, a deep stats dive. Um, so I, I pulled up the old trusty player comparison finder, and I just wanted to go through a couple of these stats through uh, the entire season, and then I, I checked on the uh, post-All-Star game numbers as well. Uh, so for the season, let's just start with per game. So right now, Justice, he, he's got a six-man role in Miami. He's averaging 28 minutes per game. Frank Kaminsky, 21 minutes a game. Field goal percentage, Justice wins that battle. Uh, 42% to 40% for Frank. And, you know, that's a little bit surprising, I think, because a lot of the talk was Justice can't shoot. Uh, But where Frank wins the battle is in the three-point percentage, obviously, 32% for Frank, 25% for Justice. But points per game, 7.4 for Frank, 6.2 for Justice. Shooting better from the line is Frank as well. And uh, slightly, slightly more total rebounds for Justice. But when you dig into the per 36, you can see where that minutes differential uh, definitely helps Winslow. Per 36, Frank is averaging 12.7 points per game, Justice 7.8 points per game. And the percentages obviously the same. 
but uh, per 36, Frank is getting 11 uh, field goal attempts per game, or per 36, Winslow 7.2. So Frank, more usage. The ball is going through Frank more, but you know the numbers bear out in Winslow's favor because he has a greater role in Miami at this time. Yeah, the three-point percentage is interesting to me because when they were coming out, they actually had, I think, like exactly the same or pretty close to the same three-point uh, percent shooting percentage. I mean, Justice Winslow was only there for a year, but I think they're, you know, his freshman year, Frank's senior year, the three-point percentage in college was the same, and people were pointing to that and saying, "Well, hey, 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 you know, uh, Kaminsky, you know, they're they're equal three-point shooters." Well, obviously, that that's not the case, and it's not well, and, out and, that way. Well, and neither of them shot a huge volume of threes right, in college, right? Right. Um, and not to say that's certainly something that he can improve on Winslow. And he looks to me to be a pretty hard worker and he's young. So not to say he can't improve on that, but if you're looking at it for right now and the Hornets, well, that's what they were trying to add. <laughs> As you can see the way they constructed this, the roster in the all season, they were trying to add three point shooting and, 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 uh, and some, and some height as well, you know, that stretch four, that stretch five. So when you're looking at it from that, um, I think it probably worked out well. I mean, who knows what's going to happen and play out, but um, I know this has been brought up several times. I wonder if it'll be brought up, you know, every year. Probably every draft. If, if, probably. <laughs> if both, if both players stay relevant. Yes. I, I think that this gets brought up as well as the, the Boston Godfather offer. I just think that those things, mm, yeah. especially anything involving MJ, I think, and, and making a decision just sort of seems to stick around for some reason. But yeah, here, yeah, here well, go ahead. Well, so so I think I was a little more um, not disappointed, but I, I think I my eyes got a little wide when I saw Winslow sitting there on draft night, uh, maybe more so than you. But so what's your? But I've been thrilled with how Frank's played. What's been your take? I've been thrilled with how Frank has played as well. But I'm not getting down on Justice either. I think he has been for that system for Miami. Yeah, yeah. That, that needs that defense off the bench, that, that really anchors their entire team philosophy on lockdown defense, Justice has been great. He has a defensive mm-hmm. box plus minus of 1.9. For a rookie, that's amazing. And I watch, I keep an eye on him, and I watch him play, and, and he can at times just lock guys down. They threw uh, last night when they played the Suns, they threw Justice on uh, Toledovich, who Toledovich, if you remember, kind of lit the Hornets up a couple of times. But Justice was able to really lock him down and make him take some tough shots. So he does some things very well, and I think he has the potential. I think he's already a good player. I think he'll be a good player for the rest of his career. Can he make that leap into, like, Dwayne Wade, I can get to the rim whenever I want, and and make a couple of threes occasionally mode? I don't know. But it's the same with Frank. Is Frank going to develop into a player that you can run an offense through? I don't know the answer to that either. But I think both of those guys fit the present system of the team very, very well, and the philosophies of each team very, very well. And so I know if if you if you're living for the future, you, you probably wanted Winslow because he is much easier to project out as a good player long term. But I think Frank has done enough this year to soothe some of those worries. I think Frank has shown enough to say. Okay, even if he doesn't become a star, he can contribute mm-hmm. in some way. He can hold his own on defense, 
even at his current strength level, which is an issue, but even at that level, he's able to, to hold his own against bigs just by moving his feet, hard work, and being physical. So I think he soothes some of those fears. So I think it's worked out for both teams. I know that's not a it's not yeah. a hot it's not the hottest of takes. Uh, the, my my coffee is definitely hotter than that take. But no, no, it's it's more interesting if you have one team that was a big loser and you can point to them and say, oh my god, what, what a colossal mistake. Um, let me ask you this though. I was thinking about this the other uh, watching. I guess it was the Sixers game, and to me, maybe it's just me, but it seems like Frank is, is picking his spots a lot better to uh to stay away from from getting overpowered and you know what i mean so mm-hmm. he's not going down there in the block he's you know that is a weakness uh, his strength inside especially and that's been something that they've known from day one that he'll have to he'll have to work on but it looks like to me he's trying to play to minimize that so that he's picking his spots he's being more aggressive he's using his quickness more to get to the basket as opposed to trying to go down there and bang as much uh, to not put himself in such bad situations. Are you seeing that, or is it that just me? No, it's just you. No, I'm just kidding. No, on offense, okay. That's fine. <laughs> wake up. Uh, it's on offense. I mean, he's making better d- decisions. He's less hesitant mm-hmm. than he was early in the season. On defense, think about yep. this, David. How many times have you and I done a show and said, you know that, Frank, he, he got into foul trouble again. You know, not, not not really making great decisions on defense, letting guys – you know, overpower him, and he has to foul to to uh, uh, stay with him. Not not many times. No, nah, no. Nah. And and he's staying on the court. So that tells me that again, even without, you know, may he might get outmatched strength wise by by an opponent, but he's able to stay in front of them, able to play smart. He's averaging a block over a block a game post All Star break. So I mean, he's doing things defensively to stay with guys and not get into foul trouble and stay on the floor. So that's yeah, a pot. That's yeah. a, when you, when you're talking about, especially a rookie big man, that's the big concern. If they're, if they're outmatched physically, they try to make up for it by getting too much contact and then they can't stay on the floor and they can't continue their development. But Frank is playing a consistent 20 minutes per game. And that kind of experience will be invaluable as he continues to grow in year two and year three. Yep, yep. My last thing on this, I think it's interesting because a lot of people pegged Winslow, uh, you know, more likely to be the, in, sorry, more likely to catapult into that superstar range, and he still might. Um, I didn't necessarily see that. I mean, it's so hard to predict, and it's so hard to say if this kid is 19 years old and he's going to be a superstar in three years. Um, but I think you're right. There are probably in good situations. He's being mentored by Dwayne Wade down there, so that's that's good for anyone. Um, I think it's more likely that they're both at least really good, solid players in the NBA for, for quite some time. And so I think if you can get that, especially in these drafts today, you have to call that a win. And um, the Hornets knew what they wanted, <laughs> turned down, depending on who you listen to, they turned down a lot to to stick there and, and grab Frank. Mm-hmm. So I think both teams are pretty happy with that this year. And, you know, these guys are likely both going to be in the playoffs. And, um yeah, how many rookies do we see playing significant minutes on playoff teams? Very good point, David. That'll do it for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the game tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. at Time Warner Cable Arena. The Hornets take on the Indiana Pacers, a chance to go three in a row. Until then, all hail the teal and purple.
It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.